We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for October 2nd, 2023. And I'm just going to kind of recover just the, I started covering it in the last part. The, um, the, the section's more just devoted to fasting. Now I've done, you can key in fasting in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've talked about it. I've never done just like a dedicated teaching and this is about as close to that as you're going to see what I will do now, because I do not have time to do just one study where it's a dedicated teaching with so many insanely breaking current events. But this one's timely because we just talked about the occult calendar at the end of the last part, part one. <clears throat> and um, I mentioned a little bit about the importance of fasting and <clears throat> this report or this part is titled biblical fasting the kinds of fast and how to fast first link is fasting versus eating less what's the difference the science of fasting and these are more biblical links um feeling the presence of god water fasting which more describes the three-day water fast or just water fasting in general the, this is from a christian site as well juice fasting the master cleanse spiritual fasting intercession and fasting for fasting weapons, fasting scriptures, fear, doubt, guilt, waking the dead, uh, smashing meaningless living, inner healing, the fasting slowdown, growing a healthy hunger. These are all different links you can click on. Uh, obsessive compulsive fasting, in-home fasting retreat, preparing for your fast, which is important. Motive is everything. Length of the fast, tips for a successful fast, Making fresh juice, fruit juice fast. I've never done a juice fast. I've, I've always done water or no water, no food. And that's only a three day. Or me, or you can do whatever you want, but three days, sometimes you can do a one day. The water fast, the, the three day no fast, no water is is pretty rough on the kidneys. <clears throat> and I wouldn't start out with that one. That one, I mean, even in the Bible, it says if we perish, we perish. So, I mean, it's 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 heavy duty. Uh, that is not one where you want to be working either, or trying. You would want to just be chilling out, okay, during that because uh, uh, you could probably manage a three day water and work for some people. Now, some people can't. It's just everybody's different, and that's why I talked a lot about this in the last part. So it's a uh, I would, I would, if you, if you're listening to part two and you haven't listened to the end of part one, back up and do that because I talked a lot about it there. Uh, then how to stay on your fast, which is really the biggest obstacle you're going to run into is you get into it. And especially if you've never done it, it's like, ah, uh, this is not easy. How do I keep doing this? And so that gives you some things there. Uh, then supplements and fasting, how to break a fast, which also is important. And then the most 11 most asked questions evidently about fasting. Okay. So, and again, Matthew 6, 16, Jesus said, moreover, when you fast, and then it gives the parameters there. Those are the Bible verses regarding that. Now I'm going to go into, but I already went in that last part, but the Bible verses are here in the PDF. I'm going to go into the part where we're going to play some videos and this is man oh wow this is amazing stuff three day or 72 hour water fasting benefits why you should do a 72 hour water fast this 
is some amazing stuff we're going to be getting into. Okay, I'm only going to play about two and a half minutes of this. You can listen to the whole video, but a lot of this is nuts and bolts, and, and I, I don't really have time to get into a lot of that, but this is just going to give you, as a primer, like some of the main, main benefits of a of a 72-hour or a three-day water fast. Okay. Let's dive into this. So you guys know me. I like to make... So this is Dr. Mindy Peltz. Simple as possible. So let's start with this. The longer you fast, the more fasting healing switches get turned on. I have done so many videos on this. In fact, the most popular video on my channel was the first time I stood up with a big chart and said, hey, this is what happens the longer you fast. So when we look at the 72 hour fast, that is three days of fasting, we are looking at each switch that I teach you guys is gonna get turned on, including the last switch that it gets turned on at 72 hours, which is an immune system reset. Now the 72 hour fast was made very popular by Dr. Walter Longo. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her talk, but I'm gonna go back to the chart she just put up on the on the thing when we're done i don't know about another minute and a half and i'm going to go over incrementally what these switches are that are being turned on when you do a 72 hour well really it starts at like 17 hours what starts happening but i mean and it's amazing because this is god's like internal thing that doesn't cost any money that we can do actually save money because you're not eating now granted if you can't work okay i get that then you know i guess it could cost you money but um <clears throat> this is god's internal system and mechanism which accomplishes so many things detoxification and fountain of youth stuff and i mean I'm going to go over it, okay, in, in about a minute and a half. And um, this is God's plan, though. This is this is a built-in system that God put in place, and all we have to do is access it. And in order to access it, you have to crucify the flesh because that's what really fasting is, okay? But, wow, if, if this was mainstream and people were actually doing this... Um, this is such a weapon now granted we've um <clears throat> i think i kind of got into the last part there from a scriptural standpoint how important it is how it supercharges our prayers and these types of things what we're looking at now is more the physical side of what benefits there are to us regarding that he has been a researcher in <clears throat> the fasting world for many years and in his lab he showed that if you went 72 hours of water only, his subjects were people going through chemotherapy. If these subjects went through chemotherapy and did a three-day water fast, that on the third day at 72 hours, white blood cells that were tired and worn out rebooted themselves, reinvigorated themselves, and the immune system came on in a stronger way. We call those stem cells, and we now have taken his findings and fasters all over the world use his three-day water fast, not only to reboot their immune system, but once those stem cells come surging in systemically through your body at 72 hours of a water fast, 
Once that happens, you can repair musculoskeletal injuries. It will repair neurons in the brain. It will help with cancer cells that you may not even be aware are there. Uh, it will help you fight viruses. This is what I call the immune reset fast. But with these added stem cells, you can repair a lot of things along with it's incredible for slowing the aging process down. So the 72 hour fast is phenomenal for this mega dose of healing that will happen in your body without any supplements, without any food, your body naturally heals itself. Yeah, just amazing. So I've talked a lot about stem cells lately and people are going all over the country to, um, you know, get stem cells and things of this nature. Uh, now, I don't really advise that because typically you're going to be getting stem cells, even if it's from a baby's umbilical cord. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm leery. And not only that, I don't want another person's DNA inside my body if I can avoid that. Okay. That's between you and God, but it's a big, big, big trend right now, particularly with athletes and athletes that are... Um, more of of a mature nature and they've got they've accumulated a lot of injuries and they're going in they're getting these stem cell injections and i mean they're seeing this phenomenal well we've got a built-in way to activate multiple pathways of stem cells in our bodies whereas if you're just going to get it injected into a given joint it's it's going to have its primary effect in that particular joint this is a way you're you're affected systemically okay so um oh and i'm getting really good feedback so far from the, the new stem cell line I brought in. Now it's a plant-based peptide stem cell type product. It's just in these bottles and um, I'm getting some really good, very good reorder rate on it. So again, I've got a stem cell one for about every organ of the body, um, you name it. And I'm getting so far, it's, it's, it's you know, very, very good feedback. So, um, <clears throat> When you fast, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go over this chart that she has. Um, at the 13 to 15 hour mark, human growth hormone production, which is one of the the big ones for um, youth and rejuvenation, that one really kicks in. Uh, at that point, you also start to get re reduced inflammation, fat burning begins, increasing of ketones in the body because you're you're burning fat, and that's what happens. And then improved energy and focus. Now, I don't know about improved energy and focus, but, you know, it would be dependent upon the person. Then at 17 hours, that's when autophagy begins, which is the cellular detoxification, cellular repair, improved immune function, cancer prevention. Then at 24 hours, a, a gut reset occurs where intestinal stem cell, intestinal stem cell regeneration starts to kick. These are these switches that this doctor was just referring to intestinal stem cell regeneration GABA production which has to do with sleep cycles brain healing and autoimmune healing then at 36 hours fat burner the fat burning really kicks in reduced glucose stores re reduced insulin stores increased fat burning detoxification anti-aging then at 48 hours the dopamine reset occurs these are these different switches where we reset dopamine receptors which are in the brain reduced anxiety and depression, anti-aging, antioxidant production, uh, human growth hormone increases by 500%. And a lot of people take like HGH injections, you know, which is going to create a negative feedback loop, which is not good. 
just what all hormones will do if you take them from a external standpoint they're going to create a negative feedback meaning the body's going to sense oh i'm getting all i need so it's going to shut down its own production so it starts to happen so i'm not you know for that unless it's absolutely necessary i would try the other ways to stimulate that natural means and then at 72 hours which was what she was talking about this immune system reset kicks in peak autophagy meaning cellular detoxification um taking old cells out and replacing them with new that's the whole concept of autophagy okay old damaged cells replacing them with new immune system cells immune stem cells are created and these stem cells go in and they revamp things they repair things okay and then musculoskeletal stem cells so if you have injuries that's when your old injuries would start getting repaired at the 72 hour mark now granted the thing about it is is if you end your fast there you're just getting into all this really really good stuff so it would be good you know to go further i asked the lord i i i um i had gotten convicted three nights three days uh prior to that that um i needed to do a three-day water fast and nearing the end of the three-day water fast i mean it was rough okay for me and um i was like well lord i'm like if you want me to keep going i pray that you really strongly indicate that to me and in you know um at least for now maybe take away my hunger i i was trying to go back to sleep and and nothing went away and i think what god told me to do is what he wanted me to do the the bottom line is i had to get the study done this weekend and it's very very hard to put together a study and to go online and have the clarity of mind and to do the speaking that i need to do for like four to six hours or whatever i end up doing two two to two to six hours depending on the study if i'm not sharp mentally and it's very hard for me to be sharp mentally during a fast that's just me i understand a lot of people they're like oh i was zipping around and great and okay god bless you you're better than me um so i i did not have anything let up if anything it got worse and worse and worse and i i ended it with some um apple cider vinegar and some of my um electrolytes from biotics which is a really really good way to end the fast and a little bit of uh himalayan pink salt it's a really good way now the next doctor that you're gonna hear he does that along the way now i have no problem with that but this particular time i got convicted to do a, th a very very strict three-day water fast i did not cheat at all i didn't do have anything i didn't even brush my teeth i didn't do any i mean i brushed my teeth but i didn't use toothpaste i was super super strict because i felt like this was more for a, uh, like a, a an admonishment from god in for all these occult holidays coming up that a fast for that reason this wasn't now granted obviously there's tons of health benefits we just we're going over them right now It just depends how God convicts you about a given fast. And it's not always cookie cutter. Okay. So I guess that's the point I'm trying to make there. Uh, so, and then I also, then after that, after doing the electrolytes in the um, tablespoon of apple cider vinegar and the Himalayan salt in water, um, then I took the Lord's Supper, which is a really, really also great way to break the fast. 
I just use grape juice and um, the unleavened bread, unleavened crackers. And then after all that, then I was still starving and then I just, I had a small meal. Um, it's good when you, when you end a fast like this, don't go back into horrible, if you, if you were struggling with that, do not go back into horrible eating patterns. I mean, you're going to be very, very grateful for food, even after a one day fast. Try to use that as a way to say, you know what? I really appreciate food a whole lot more now and I'm going to eat better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to watch more what I'm putting in my body. Okay. Don't go back and, and, and go like with some fast food meal to, to end something and then go back right into horrible patterns. Okay. That's not the point of fasting. The, the point of fasting is not doing that. Okay. Is crucifying the flesh and, and using it as a template for further progress. Okay, so um, going further, then, yeah, it's 72 hours. You got peak autophagy, immune stem cells are stimulated, musculoskeletal stem cells, so old injuries are starting to be healed. Chronic conditions will start to be healed. And then accelerated healing. Okay, so that's what happens at 72 hours. And yes, I couldn't highly more recommend it. Okay, so I'm going to play this next video here. And this is amazing. It's another doctor, chiropractor fellow chiropractor, uh, my shocking three-day water fasting results. Hey, Wellness Warrior. I recently did a three-day water fast. And before I got started with this fast, I thought to myself, it would be really cool to have some clinical data from this fast using research-grade body composition scanners. This way, I'd be able to know exactly how much fat I lost or even how much muscle I lost. So that's exactly what I did. And I'm really excited to share with you the results because they even surprised me. Dr. Nick Zorowski. Let me first help you get an understanding of exactly how I fasted so you can understand how I got such crazy results. Now, I fasted for three days, eating no food that was for 72 hours. During that time, I didn't drink coffee, I didn't drink tea, none of that. I only drank water. The only other things that I added in with that water were apple cider vinegar, which I drank two tablespoons in the morning and two tablespoons at night. And I also would use electrolyte powders. And I can't stress enough how important the electrolyte powder is because you want to make sure that you're keeping your electrolytes up otherwise you will have a total lack of energy and feel really lousy uh, i can kind of concur with what he's saying now i felt for this fast it had to be strict three day water nothing 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 else. but i was doing it more for spiritual you know typically i do that for that but also you know obviously there's obvious health benefits but it's it's however you're convicted um it's still going to be extremely as far as crucifying the flesh and for most people, even if you're doing apple cider vinegar and electrolytes, but you will feel a lot better most likely if you're doing those three, those things. And I think he added a little bit of Himalayan salt in there as well. These are all the electrolytes you need. And one of the reasons if you're, if you don't have those things, it's one of the reasons you feel so rough during fasts. In the description more about the electrolytes I used. During the fast, I worked my normal hours seeing patients. I saw patients for 11 hours each day. Well, 11 hours, this guy's a serious practicing maniac over here. I am very physically active, so needless to say, I took a break from exercising while I was fasting because if anything, I needed more rest. I did not need more physical activity. Right. I want to point out though, yeah. if I was doing a- Oh, him just practicing for 11 hours seeing patients i mean 
just the mental energy you're burning and the the physical just going from patient to patient room to room i don't know what type of techniques he practices but if he's using manual techniques it's physically taxing to do manual techniques all the day long that's i'd use the combination when i was in practice i use a combination of what they call activator sot blocking manual techniques these types of things which is kind of a combination of of light force and low techniques that will require not a lot of energy up to techniques that will require a lot of energy but he was probably burning so much more fat being active for 11 hours out of those three days water fasting job and I knew I had a lot of office work that I was going to be doing during that three-day water fast and not a whole lot of physical activity I would make a point to do at least a 30-minute brisk walk a day in order to get better results while fasted the next thing so I that is a prescription working 11 hours a day in a physical environment essentially not not horribly physical but somewhat physical and then doing a 30-minute brisk walk while you're doing a three-day water fast that is a ginormous prescription for burning fat okay i i'm i realize that the 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 word i used i made up ginormous um like gigantic and enormous a combination anyway um so you are going to burn so much fat in that three-day period it's going to be mind-boggling did was use a research-grade body composition scanner in order to determine the changes that would happen during my fast. I did one prior to starting my fast, and then I did one after. They look like this, and they tell you a ton of information on your overall bodily He's health. He's showing this. It's a nice, really, if I was in practice, this is probably what I would be doing as well. Now, it tells you things like weight, the fat percentage on your body your fat mass, your muscle mass, your BMI, even things like your metabolic age. BMI's basal metabolic index. How much visceral fat is on your organs? Now let me share with you the shocking results that I got from my three-day water fast. Let's first talk about weight loss. I went from 183.6 pounds to 181 now, pounds. Now I don't know how he only lost, well I guess I do. He only lost like 2.6 pounds, which is, that is kind of mind-boggling. Now, one of the reasons he only lost that little amount is because he was giving himself the electrolytes, okay? And the electrolytes, particularly salt, will will retain, you'll retain a lot of the water you're putting into yourself, okay? I lost on my three-day a lot more than that, okay? But I wasn't doing any electrolytes. I wasn't doing any salt. And that's going to, now, what you will do is you'll burn through all your glycogen stores, all your glucose that is stored as glycogen in the liver and in the muscles. You'll burn through that in the first, I don't know, depends how active you are. And for every um, uh, molecule of glycogen, which is glucose converts into glycogen, and then it's stored in either the liver or the muscles, for every molecule of that, I think it holds like two parts water. So you, when you burn through all the glycogen stores in your body, a lot of water goes out of you as well, okay? And if on top of that, you're not doing any electrolytes and particularly getting any salt in you, you're really going to lose a lot of water weight, okay? But it's not really, at the end of the day, you're going to gain that back as soon as you start doing carbs again and as soon as you start doing the electrolytes because that's going to come back to you. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to wind up heavier than you, you're still going to be a lot lighter but one of the reasons again he didn't lose near as much weight as maybe the next person is because he was doing the electrolytes 
Now I know what you're thinking, come on, like 2.6 pounds, that's not worth eating no food for three days. But there's a few things that we have to take into consideration here. The first is that I don't carry an excessive amount of body fat. Yeah, now now wait on the 2.6 pounds because there's this is staggering what he's gonna getting ready to get into my body so therefore i'm just not going to see a huge drop in weight loss during a three-day water fast and the second thing to consider is that the devil is in the detail let me give you an example there was a study back in 2016 on obese adults and what they did is they took one group and they had them do zero calorie fasting two days a week and then they were able to eat regularly the rest of the week then they took another group and they would have them calorie restrict every day of the week and they did this for 24 weeks and the results were incredibly eye-opening in terms of weight loss the group that was doing fasting barely outperformed the group that was doing calorie restriction but here's where fasting really shined the group that was doing fasting lost two times more fat around the belly and they also lost a total of six times more fat mass on their body than the group that was calorie restricting now let's go ahead and go back to my results. okay so that is profound so the group that was just doing a two days of fasting. Now, I don't know if they were allowed to split that up or if they had to do the two days straight. I don't know. He doesn't say. But I guess it was a double blind study or some type of study like that. In other words, the group that was just doing the two day fasting was getting six times more fat loss and, and way more fat loss around the belly than the group that was just calorie restricting. Meaning the calorie restrict, restricting group was, yeah, they were losing weight too, but they were losing muscle mass. The group that was doing the fasting was burning fat. And the reason is because of the hormones that are secreted when you fast as opposed to calorie restricting, which is not really the greatest way to try to lose weight because that can tend to slow down the metabolism. Okay, whereas fasting really doesn't do that. And then remember what I said about the spike in growth hormone production and stuff like that and the, and the effects on insulin well that's what's going to cause you to burn fat when you're fasting so fasting is a far more long-term approach to fat loss than calorie restriction will ever be these are profound things that i'm telling you for anybody that's struggling in those areas now we mentioned before i didn't lose much weight almost like the people in those studies didn't really lose a whole lot of weight but what happened to my fat percentage this is where it gets really interesting i went from 17.6 body fat to a 14.3 percent body fat this means that in just a three-day water fast i lost 3.3 percent body fat which is really incredible most that is i i thought i'm like what 3.3 percent of his total body fat mass in three days now granted he was seeing patients 11 hours out of the day and he was doing a 30 minute walk on top of that this guy is he's amazing um so he was getting a lot of extra fat burning from that okay but wow 3.3 percent of your total body fat in three days would tell you that that would be impossible to do in a healthy way now my fat mass is also interesting to look at i dropped from 32.2 pounds of fat mass on my body down to 27.8 pounds of fat this means i lost 4.4 pounds of fat from my body in total and this is a guy that's you know lean you can tell he is a lean guy already 
we look at my trunk, right around my core area, I went from an 18.1% body fat down to a 14.4%. Wow. So belly fat, which is the greatest, just about one of the greatest predictors of health in general, okay? Meaning the bigger your waist is fat wise, and I don't mean somebody that would have like a shredded waist, like let's say, okay, an extreme example. A power lifter that was at a, I don't know, I don't know, like 205 pound range that didn't have really any fat on them, but they had an extremely thick trunk, okay? They did exercises to thicken their midsection, okay? So that they could go under maybe a 700 pound squat load and be able to support that. You need those muscles in the midsection to do that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people with belly fat around the waist. That is one of the greatest predictors, which is basically called metabolic syndrome. It is one of the greatest predictors of more of morbidity that you can have. Because typically, if you have a lot of fat around the trunk, um, you are going to be, you know, you're prone to heart disease, you're prone to diabetes, you're prone to circulatory issues, you name it. You're gonna you're gonna be um, you you probably have a fatty liver almost most of the time they've also determined that to the degree to which you have fat around your waist is also the degree to which you have fatty a fatty liver okay and this is why i've always emphasized liver detoxing so much as a core foundational thing to do if you're trying to start on the odyssey of getting your health back that's a great place to start because it really starts at the liver and the gallbladder okay and choline is by far the greatest quickest way to defat the liver now it's not a um a replacement for doing a at bare minimum one month liver gallbladder detox it's not a replacement for that you i have a whole one month liver gallbladder detox that i've i've recommended and um you can email me if you want to know about that but um it is the first thing that I typically have people do, especially if they're having gallbladder-like symptoms, okay? Because not only will it defat the liver, but it will start to break down gallstones. It'll it'll take you from um, gallbladder distress and typically take you out of that. Sometimes you have to add in bile salts on top of it, okay? But we can get people out of the woods. When I was in practice back in 93, and um, I can't believe it's been like 30 years, <laughs> I still feel like a little kid. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like a little kid inside, M mentally speaking, you know, I'm, I'm like, when am I going to grow up? Oh, sorry. A little humor there. Anyway, um, but seriously, I mean, I can't believe 30 years has went by. I was seeing practice. I was just graduated 30 years ago, um, around the same time. Yeah. September, September, 30 years ago, graduated life chiropractic college, went back to practice with uh, Dr. Finucane back in Fort Myers. And we had a basically a waiting room, a waiting list practice. We were turning away three to four patients every day. We were the number one standard process seller in the state of Florida when I joined the practice. Um, as God is my witness, I'm not lying to you. Standard process is one of the main clinical nutritional lines and, and really it was the, the main one. I don't know if it is now, but it was the main one in Florida at the time. Um, so we were turning away three to four every day. We couldn't see anymore. And this is what we did all day long. And one of the main things we were known for is saving gallbladders. People would come to us and they'd be like right on the verge of, they had the surgery scheduled. We'd put them on the protocol. And I know far more now than I did back then, but we'd put them on the protocol for the gallbladder. 
and get them out of distress and then they cancel the surgery. You need your gallbladder. Okay, if you've had your gallbladder removed, you should be taking bile salts with every fatty meal, every moderate to high fatty meal for the rest of your life because you don't have a gallbladder anymore to secrete bile. Without that, you cannot emulsify the fat and your body has to do it on demand. And that's why the gallbladder exists as a reservoir to squirt out bile when you eat a moderate to highly fatty meal so that you have this bile to emulsify the fat. It's also one of the chief detoxification pathways in the body. Okay, Without a gallbladder, a lot of bad things can happen in the body and it can wreak havoc on your hormonal system, especially women, because you have to have the good fats. You have to be able to digest them properly in order to make hormones. Okay, I could really start to go down rabbit trails here, but I'm just saying that um, the whole thing he says about the trunk, fat on the trunk, he went like almost lost 4% of his fat around the midsection in a three-day water fast. I mean, that is profound. That is power. I mean, and it's all internal. It's all like just a matter of you crucifying flesh. Now, granted, I don't expect you to go out and, and work a job for 11 hours and then take a 30-minute walk, you know. Um, if you can, you know, all the power to you. But, I mean, this is amazing to me. And um, anyway, let's let's go further. Body fat, which means I lost a lot of belly fat. During the fast, the data shows that I had an increase in both muscle mass and also bone mass. So though I didn't lose a ton of weight, I saw a huge shift in body composition. And this is a really good thing. All of these changes were positive because we don't want all that excess body fat, but we do want to have an increase in muscle mass, good amounts of lean muscle, and also strong bones. When we look back at the 2016 study I just mentioned, it was so incredible because the group that was fasting two days a week, they lost six times more fat than the group that was doing calorie restriction. What was even so? More in other words, this this blows the whole paradigm up of, well, you got to calorie restrict. That's the only way to lose fat. And get, you know, when you calorie restrict, you tend to burn muscle. You don't tend to burn near as much fat. Um, now, one of the things that you that you would always want to do is make sure the calories that you're putting in are good from good healthy food okay also starting out with a good clean gallbladder and liver and intestinal tract will give you the foundations to burn the fat if you have a gigantically fatty liver like most people have you can't burn the fat okay so he's not getting into that but i'm going to tell you that that aspect of it that i think you need to start the primary place to start is the liver and gallbladder like i've been saying for years it's also integral for any cancer case because all cancer cases are liver cases because the cancerous byproducts in your body are primarily broken down via the liver pathways of cytochrome p450 phase one and phase two liver enzyme pathways that is how cancerous compounds are all broke down in the body and if either one of those pathways are interfered with you can't break down cancerous compounds therefore the cancerous compounds get reintroduced out into the bloodstream so all this is my, my mentor dr dobbins who was the guy that um at one time i was being groomed to go on tour and teach other doctors how to use the standard process product line okay dr dobbins was actually the guy they they chose later i my, my life got into a mess because of just my own bad personal decisions and and i I also, there was a lot of factors that weighed into that. But my mentor, Dr. Dobbins, was teaching 
people and the doctors that all cancer cases are, and he would prove it clinically. He would say, okay, this is why. And it's because of these cytochrome P450, P450 enzyme pathways that um, are integral. You have to have those clear. You have to have those working if you're treating any cancer case. So it's foundational, not only for di your digestion, not only for your hormones to work right, because cholesterol which you which you have to have in order to make all the hormones in your body the, the body will take the cholesterol component the sterol portion of the cholesterol and use it to make all hormones okay for men and women if that well if you've suppressed yours via taking drugs like statins which are that word means to stop well then you don't have enough cholesterol production and then you can't make hormones properly if you have a fatty liver and your liver's all gummed up and intoxified well you also can't make hormones properly and you can't detoxify and you can't break down carcinogenic properties and you can't digest fats properly and then so then what happens is if your digestion is all messed up at the beginning then then what happens is, is that food gets in the intestinal tract and it goes rancid or putrefies or ferments then you start having candida you start not digesting food properly and then that food's trying to be absorbed by the intestinal tract so you've got horribly processed food that's in a fermented slash horrible state or a rancid state getting absorbed into the bloodstream you see where the cask this this is why the liver gallbladder are so foundational okay so here's another factor taylor just wanted me to add this in she took a trip to malaysia i think it was in 2015 okay and um for two weeks and she could not keep weight on she was already at a low weight and body fat level what did you weigh prior to the trip maybe like 120 and then you got down to you well, like what like i was like 124 and i went to 113 okay so you you started at 124 and then you went to 113 so she lost 11 pounds and this was her trying not to lose weight she was trying to just keep weight on her the weight was falling off her okay you had another friend from high school that took a trip over to germany right mm -hmm. travis and mm -hmm. didn't the same thing happen to him in germany mm -hmm. okay so and this he was eating bread every single meal like oh he was eating bread every, okay so she had a friend from high school travis that went to germany and he was went over there and he, this kid was already way skinny just like taylor okay and he lost how much weight do you think he lost 15, 20 he liked 15 20 pounds how long was he there like a month okay like a month okay so what I'm trying to say, though, when we're saying this, is that when you travel to a foreign country, especially one that hasn't had their food supply so tainted like ours is, with GMOs and Monsanto Roundup, Monsanto Roundup Ready Satan seeds grown, and and, the, and even if you're even even if you're eating organic, the the food is different over here. There's there, they may be chemtrailing more over here they may be the soils may be may be more depleted they're doing probably more things to the water to the air to just so many things that maybe we're not even aware of. i think 5g plays a factor in this i think there's a lot of different ways they're trying to make us fat okay and you go and you visit another country and then all of a sudden weight just starts falling off effortlessly now granted they were young and they're going to have more of a propensity because of their metabolism to do that taylor you know also very very clean template 
Okay, I know in her, I, uh, Travis ate really good too, right? Yeah. So these are already clean templates. These are, these are, it's not like they had horrible diets and they went over there and they got their diets cleaned up and they lost all this weight. They were already eating good. They were already eating, you know, w way better than the average American. Um, the food, at least at the time they went over there, I can't vouch for now, but at least at the time they went out over there and where they were at, the food was so much cleaner that they lost weight effortlessly. Okay. And, um, I mean, I can remember when I was at that age, I had a wasp waist. I mean, I was, you know, I did that Mr. Atlanta in 92 and I mean, my waist was super tiny. I mean, I think I got down to like 28, maybe even a little bit less inch waist prior in the prior weeks. I'm not advocating bodybuilding or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, um, so having a blowtorch metabolism in your 20s, at least back in my day, and for certain people, and I think it's becoming less and less common because you look around and you see the propensity toward being overweight and obese in the society is getting more and more and more. You go back even into like the 19, you know, 50s to even 60s you didn't see tons of overweight people walking around okay it's more of a recent aberration it's because of what they've done to the food supply the gmos the pesticides the, the monsanto seeds the most likely chemtrailing the 5g the vaccinations didn't even talk about that part um all the all the fast food all the stuff that they're doing to adulterate food to like you, you know chemically laden gum up your liver um I, I i can't think of them all off the top of my head but that is also another aspect you have to take into account living if you live in america especially okay so the cleaner you can eat the more organic you can eat the better because if you go out and even having one bad cheat meal and where you're gorgeous that can that could set you back for many many days now Whereas before, I think like in the 80s, when I was growing up or whatever, if, and I grin, I had like a blowtorch metabolism back in the day. I don't anymore, but um, you could get away with that a lot more readily back then. Okay. You can't get away with it now. Okay. It's just, we're in a different day and time. Incredible about this is that the group that was doing calorie restriction when they lost weight, it was in the way of both fat and muscle mass. But the fasting group, they only lost fat and they maintained muscle mass. And this is so important because while fasting, you actually get this huge boost of growth hormone yes. in your body and it helps you maintain both bone mass and muscle mass. Many years ago, when I first started fasting, I was very concerned. So you lose no muscle. Now, I'm not saying if you didn't do a 40-day fast, you're not going to lose muscle. Okay, I, I don't know where that dynamic ends, like where you will start to actually burn through muscle, but they were just doing it two days a week instead of calorie. I think they were eating, they weren't calorie restricting the other five, but they were still losing fat and they weren't losing muscle and and they weren't losing bone mass either which is another gigantic factor especially with women
and I was going to lose all my muscle mass and, you know, I was going to come back to the gym and feel lethargic and weak and I'd just be really upset over it. But the fact was, is every time I do a three-day water fast, I come back stronger, which right. is still surprises me to this okay. day. But what about your metabolism? Yeah, I just did a workout last night and I mean, it was like, I just... Uh, ended 4 a.m. the night before I did a workout last night and I did a brisk walk on the treadmill at like 3.4 and then I would stop like seven minutes in and then I would do like 30 push-ups and then I would go another whatever and then I would do like you know 30 bench dips and then I would get back on the treadmill and then I did some more exercises and then I did chin hangs I actually had a really really good workout last night and I just come off a three-day water fast strict water fast so I, I can concur with what he's saying. It's not like you're going to come back and you're going to be some physical wreck. It's actually the opposite. I mean, it's just like you took a whole bunch of growth hormone shots. You would have went to an anti-aging clinic to take, you know, and paid a ton of money for. And it, But it's not your hormones. It's going to create a negative feedback loop. Oh, Taylor reminded me. Yeah, we also did a very, very, like a two-mile walk that day. Is, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, um, I'm going to really try especially after hearing this video to really, really try to incorporate this, like they're saying, as more of a lifestyle type thing where I'm doing more fasting, maybe one day fast. And th I, I tend to do naturally intermittent stuff, intermittent fasting where I'm going longer periods anyway, but I may try to really roll these into like some one or two day fast and this type of thing. Uh, I, I think it's just one of the most healthy things you can possibly do for all the reasons that we mentioned, especially not only in this video, but in the previous video that I played is a light and it's biblical and you're supercharging, you're praying during this time, you're supercharging your prayer life and there's just so many good things that will happen. None of it's negative other than the crucifying of the flesh, which is temporary. Okay, so let's go further here because you will surely destroy your metabolism if you're doing a three-day water fast and you're not consuming any food, right? Well, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from people, but the facts are very different. If we look at the 2016 study, one of the things that it shows us is that the group that was doing calorie restriction, they in fact were destroying their metabolism. Mm -hmm. But the group that was doing fasting two days a week, they were actually able to increase their metabolism two and a half times more wow. than those who were doing calorie restriction. Okay, so you got a slow metabolism. This is the solution. Fasting. Now, granted, you really, and again, he doesn't get into this, but you really need to be doing it with a clean liver, gallbladder, and colon, bare minimum. Um, and the, the colon, you know, with that, I really would say, you know, having making sure you're doing a good flora and making sure you're getting enough fiber in your diet i mean as long as you're doing a like a decent flora um once a day once every other day taking on an empty stomach and then getting enough fiber but you could do that purely with the foods and probably that's the best way to do it with the foods you're eating that should give you the liver and gallbladder the template that it needs to be dumping the toxins that are going to come out through the bile because that's how what happens is the liver will take the toxins that it's processing it'll store them in the bile in the gallbladder another reason you need a gallbladder and then when you eat a fatty meal the gut the the bile is secreted into the stomach to di emulsify and digest the fat and then ultimately those toxins are secreted through the feces okay later so that pathway that i just described is foundational
So here's what happened to my metabolism during the three-day water fast. My BMR, which stands for basal metabolic rate, and that is basically looking at how many calories your body burns throughout the day just as a living human body, right? How many calories it takes for your brain to operate, your heart to function, and all your organs to function, right? That doesn't even include the physical activity you have throughout the day. My BMR increased from 2,001 calories per day all the way up to 2,053 calories per day. So I saw a 52 point increase in my BMR, which is significant for not eating food for three days. Right. The body composition scanner also grades your metabolic. So his metabolism is getting faster. In other words, if you're like, okay, somebody that, um, like when I was in my 20s and I had a blowtorch metabolism, I could eat whatever I wanted. And I'm not saying I ate horribly or anything back then. Um, I, I think, I'm just thinking about chiropractic college, okay? And, um, but man, I could I could eat about whatever I wanted, and I'm gonna wake up the next day and I'm five pounds lighter. I mean, I got that'll get you spoiled real quick, you know. I couldn't. My biggest thing back then, with the kind of egocentric mindset I was in and I was unsaved, was I got to get big, you know, got to be a man's man, get big, get strong, you know. So I was in the gym a ton, and um, but I could eat whatever I wanted. I, I'd, I'd wake up. I couldn't. I couldn't not wake up and be five, five pounds lighter. I mean, I, I I so wish that I could do that now. Now I think if I was doing more fasting and increasing my BMI, like this guy's talking about. Granted, I'm you know 54, so he's quite a bit younger than me. But still, you can still increase your basal metabolic rate by doing this. I don't care what age that you're at. Okay, so this is. This is profound, life-changing stuff. It's all positive. It's all good. Age. And it's very often that when we do a scan with a patient that they'll have a metabolic age that's 20 years past their real age. Now, when I started this fast, I had a metabolic age of 26, which is already far below my actual age. So I was already proud of that. But wow. after the three-day water fast, my metabolic age dropped down to 18, which is truly incredible. The result... This guy is in his 30s. He looks great. Okay, he looks lean, great in his 30s. His basal metabolic rate, according to his computer program, had him in 26 years old, which is wonderful. Okay. But after a three-day water fast, three days, it drops down to that of an 18-year-old. So you talk about the fountain of youth. A lot of the stuff that I described in the last video will show you why this is a fountain of youth. Okay? This is one of the greatest anti-aging things you could ever do. It's just that most people don't want to suffer through a fast. So they'll just take the injections of GH and all the other stuff, even though they're actually creating a worse problem down the road because of this negative feedback loop that I've talked about. Um, but again, absolutely, totally profound information here. These are truly insane. And to be honest, they surprised me quite a bit, but they shouldn't because the research shows us time and time again that one of the best ways to improve your metabolism is to do a good water fast. We have seen in the research that it helps you lose fat, maintain muscle mass. It helps you improve your insulin sensitivity, helps you break through a weight loss plateau so that you can get on the right track and start losing body fat again. Now, another incredible result from the three-day water fast was looking at the amount of visceral fat on my body. Now, if you don't know what visceral fat is, it's that fat that's on your organs. It's very unhealthy and pretty much every disease risk factor is increased if you have high amounts of visceral fat. Right. It doesn't matter if it's cancer, heart disease, or diabetes. It's 
bad news. So now, it's not visceral implying organ fat, fat around the organs. Okay. Not necessarily like, oh, fat around your waist, but more fat around the organs. And it's, it's just not good. As we look at this scan here, what it does is it ranges you from zero to 30. Zero being very, very good, no visceral fat, which is very hard to get to, all the way up to 30, which is very bad. Now, when I started this fast, my first scan showed that I had a five, okay? Zero is perfect, I was at a five. By the time I ended the fast, my visceral fat went down to four, okay? Which, this is awesome because that means that it decreased disease risk factors in my future. Now, the body composition scanner certainly showed me many improvements in metrics across the board in my clinical data. However, I also experienced a decrease in many symptoms I was facing. I was starting to have some autoimmune flare-ups, which I've dealt with many times over the past several years. And doing the fast helped me get that under control. Well, remember, at the 72-hour mark, you know, that kicks in that whole um, immune system reset. So if you're having an autoimmune issue, all the more reason to do a at least a three-day, preferably going as far as you can go if you really want to reset. I mean, I've heard, man, I've heard stories from people. It's like, you know, they get 10 days, 15 days into their fast. And I remember this one guy one time, he had early in life consumed like, they used to put like mercury and stuff, okay? Like in medicinal things, like mercury, okay, which is, neurotoxin it's so horrific for you there's not even a a limited safe amount that they've ever found by law that you can do but it's okay to put it in vaccines and direct it directly to you no problem there um so he had i think he had forgotten about it and he said one day i was like i don't know how many days into his fast it was like over two weeks or something or maybe it was 21 days into it i don't know and he went out into this boat and he was in this lake and just chilling out and all of a sudden he got this extremely horrible gut pain and he was like in a fetal position and um i don't even know if he made it to shore but he went number two and remember you're not getting food so it's at this point there was really not any number two there but what came out of him was basically like this pure mercury that came out of him that he excreted because Here's the thing, too, that, that we haven't said yet. When you fast, what happens is, and one of the reasons it's so profound, is because all the energy that your body would normally expend just to digesting food, it can now take all that excess energy that it had, that it was devoting to just the food part, and now, and remember, it's not just eating the food, it's processing it through the intestines. We're talking something like that can takes a long time that's all energy now all of a sudden it can take that energy and, and apply it internally into all the internal things where all these switches start to get flipped and again i think the cleaner your liver and the more detoxed you are the better now i have the detox packets too in the in the from biotics which kind of detoxes everything but that is good to do as well that's a 30-day one but that's not a dedicated liver gallbladder detox okay they're both really awesome both of them but i think you would maybe want to do the liver gallbladder first and then maybe do the 30 day maybe wait a month and then do the 30 day on the biotics i mean preferably i'm just saying all of that you'll be starting more with a clean slate whether you get the nutrients from me or someone else i'm just telling you that these are things that are going to improve long-term success with like fat loss with your body being able to digest 
and and take all that energy and apply it internally so that you can make these profound health effects and that these switches all get flipped on okay like they should be because if you start out with a totally gummed up liver and gallbladder and a fatty liver and your colon is toxic and your lymphatics are toxic it's going to take longer it'll happen but it will take a lot longer and it's probably going to be a much harder fast for you also another thing they haven't mentioned if you're starting out with weak adrenals this is another thing he's not going to mention he may not know about it um it is ideal if you can at all possibly start out with good strong adrenal glands the adrenals are a prerequisite for detoxifying properly if you're starting out with weak adrenals you're starting out with low life force most likely adrenals give you your vitality here's the reason pre people crave caffeine okay is because when you take caffeine it stimulates your adrenals and you feel better okay but the problem is is if you're doing caffeine every single day and you're never giving your body breaks in particular it's like whipping a tired horse it's like think of your adrenals like a bank account and every time you put caffeine in the body you're withdrawing from that bank account okay and you're not if you're not putting back in or if you're not giving the adrenals breaks then your life force starts to go and then you have to take more caffeine and the caffeine is also or or the having strong adrenals is also very 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 prerequisite for being able to do detox properly because you're going to have the proper energy to do that properly so starting out with a detox ideally it would be good if you had strong adrenals and if that meant taking like a three-day break off caffeine at bare minimum and then doing the detox you're going to do better or starting the detox at least now just so you know finally finally i have got a food state vitamin c back in stock okay when i had my little falling out with stainer process because they were saying i was doing too much business according to them they were starting to accuse me of all this stuff. And I'm like, are you serious? Really? I don't even understand it. But I had to part ways with standard process. The bottom line is, is they never had a good food state, meaning a vitamin C product that was from a all just whole food. They never had a really good one. Innate response formulas did, but then they got bought out. And their current ownership, yes, they still have some good products. I still carry some of their products. But the, the, the one vitamin C they have, which is C400 now, which I still do carry, it's not near as good as the one they had before. They modified the formulation. And in my mind and in my way of thinking, it's not a true food state product anymore. Okay. They've compromised on some things is what I mean. And I, man, I, I let them know. Didn't matter. They ignored me every single time. Well, I brought in one in it's 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 um, from a company. Uh, well, the, actually, my supplier is, I think, Attico. But this is a product. It's called C-Complex Food Research, Food Research. OK, 90 tablets. It's um, vitamin C totally, totally, totally from food. OK, it's a proprietary blend per tablet of 870 milligrams of Wildcraft mixed citrus pesticide and herbicide free um of mixed citrus and wildcrafted acerola berry this is the way god intended us to get vitamin c from those types of foods now if you're eating oranges and citrus fruits and you're you may not even need a product like this okay but 
for me, vitamin C is the most vital thing I need for my immune system. And that was one of the reasons I got it in alternative health is just, I never had an immune system that I really felt like was, you know, properly functioning like the way it should. I, yeah, I was vaccinated when I was young. I wasn't breastfed. I just, uh, my mom, I don't think I had a very good diet. There was a lot of reasons for that most likely. Okay. So, um, C-complex is a whole food derived C supplement formulated with mixed citrus and acerola berry to provide naturally occurring antioxidant cofactors for optimal detoxifying of free radical scavengers. Free radicals are, are uh, basically um, one of the things that age us. And antioxidants quench free radicals and vitamin C is an antioxidant. Um, so anyway, I finally, finally have one, okay? Non-ascorbic acid based. I've warned about that for years. And... Um, 38 per bottle for a bottle of 90. And this is the type of product that because of the way it is formulated, you don't need as much of it. You don't need to do mega dosages of this in order to get a better effect. Okay, because in nature, vitamin C doesn't occur in a mega dosage form. Okay, but man in his infinite wisdom said, oh no, it more better. Ascorbic acid's the same as the vitamin C you get in citrus fruits when it's not, it's just one component and it's also a synthetic component. And unless it's stated on the label, all ascorbic acid that you're getting, which is what they call vitamin C, is derived from GMO, genetically modified corn. Okay, not something I really want to be putting in my body. But that's what they'll call vitamin C nowadays. So anyway, I just want to let you know. Anyway, vitamin C is integral and the one of the most important things to having strong adrenals. I also have another one called Adrenomend, which actually is also another one. It's more herbal-based, and it actually does help to also mend the adrenals. Okay, so I know this is a lot I'm throwing at you, but as he's talking, I can't not say anything about other things that you could be doing. And maybe you've stumbled in fast because of these reasons that you go into something and you don't know, oh, I really do need ideally strong adrenals or at least i've given my adrenals a break and oh i didn't know that thing about the the liver and gallbladder detoxification i probably have a fatty liver and so i'm starting off with two hands tied behind my back on this fast and i'm having a horrific time trying to do it well there's like there's some reasons for that okay let's go back to this also, I was having some different symptoms of gut conditions that were showing as well. And doing the three-day water fast allowed my gastrointestinal system to rest. And those symptoms have all went away, showing a lot of really good improvements in my overall health. But what does this all mean for you? Well, if you want to decrease your fat mass, decrease your fat percentage on your body, decrease your visceral fat, improve your muscle mass, improve your bone mass, and really shift your body composition to a healthier state, well, even improving your metabolic age, then a three-day water fast is going to be a really great solution to accomplish those goals. I'm Dr. Zorowski, and I hope a three-day water fast is in your future. If you like this video, I think you'll really like this video. So he's got one here, a three-day water fast, a how-to guide. So you might want to uh, avail your yourself to that as well. And again, the, the video or the link to the video is in um, the uh, PDF for the date, and it's Dr. Nick Zorowski on on YouTube, Z-Y-R-O-W-S-K-I. So, yeah, solid, solid information there. Now, we're going to go even further. I had received this not too long ago. And 
I'd been meaning to cover this and I'm so glad I didn't because I, I like to present all this information in one cohesive format so you have it all together. Guess what? Vaccine injury treatment, fasting, 48 to 72 hours creates autophagy. Remember what I said about autophagy, the cellular detoxification, the taking the old, old cells out of circulation and, and creating brand new ones? Okay, creates autophagy, the body's detox process that kills the COVID-19 vaccine spike protein, damaged cells, and reboots the immune system as we've already learned. So, hey, somebody, I can't afford all this stuff. I can't afford to, to whatever. Okay, fasting, again, I mean, unless you can't work, doesn't, you're going to save money. You're not going to be eating. Okay. <laughs> I mean, your life does simplify because that whole thing about eating, you will find that you do have more, more time. You may not have the energy. I think it, it is good to try to at least do a 20 minute walk once a day. Even if you don't feel like it, you'll feel better once you do it. Okay. Cause you get, you also get every, the fluids moving and lots going on in your body when you're fasting anything you could do to help that detox detoxification process i mean i was drinking at least half my body weight in um ounces for um i was using spring they say it's best to use distilled because it's like a vacuum and it will and it probably is probably distilled would be the best um to do i'd say at least half your body weight in ounces per day in water if you're going to do a water fast uh, that's also anyway the benefits of fasting and COVID-19 vaccine injuries are now being looked at seriously on the scientific literature originally published on Dr. Williams make us make substack what is the literature on fasting and COVID-19 vaccine injuries the benefits of fasting of COVID-19 vaccine vaccine injuries are now being looked at and seriously in the scientific literature with a number of new papers coming out and I'm listen I'm not going to go into all these papers but there's three given here with links um one is exploring therapeutic applications of autophagy and spike protein related pathology then another one strategies for management of spike protein related pathology then another one association of the period of fasting with lower severity of COVID-19 outcomes then the impact of dawn to to sunset fasting on immune system and its clinical significance in COVID-19 pandemic so COVID-19 spike protein damage um what what's what's entailed in that okay spike protein creates blood clots damages blood vessel walls and causes inflammation now again and i've covered this a lot recently the supplements that would most also most battle that are nac which stands for n-acetylcysteine bromelain which is the enzyme in pineapples which supercharges the nac now that's not necessary you don't have to do the bromelain but it does supercharge the nac these are all products I carry as well. Fulvic acid, okay, another one. Natokinase, now natokinase is not a detox, but what it does do is it does have a spike protein binding effect. It's an enzyme you take on an empty stomach. It um, it uh, will uh, dissolve blood clots, okay, and it will keep your blood thin, which is a gigantic problem with the uh, Rouleau formation of the red blood cells that they're seeing on the live blood cell analysis where they're stacking. You want to keep the blood flowing nice and thin and where all the red blood cells are separate so they can do their jobs uh, properly and it'll it'll help a lot with um, oxygen transport and iron transport and things of that nature, okay? 
And then, then also the Dr. Michaela lady, um, she had talked a lot about using EDTA. And one of the best ways that if you're going to do it at home is to use the topical EDTA cream. I don't carry that. Um, you can find it online. And that is a really, really good way to also go after the spike proteins and a lot of other benefits in that. Now, I've covered this a lot in recent studies, so I'm not going to say anything more about that right now. But beyond that, if you didn't have any extra money and you just wanted to do something like fasting, understand you're going to be cleansing. And she said everybody's being affected. She's doing live blood cell on the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. The bloods on, on a lot of them looks very, very similar. And this is after, you know, these are people that never got the COVID-19 vaccine. And these are probably patients of hers that are much more healthy than the average person walking around. And yet their blood changes are still horrific. So a three-day water fast is a way that you can reset that. I would love to see her do some pre and post. Okay, let's say you bring in one of the unvaccinated patients. Um, they're not doing NAC. They're not doing um, bromelain. They're not doing fulvic acid. They're not doing natokinase. They're not doing EDTA cream. Okay, the blood looks horrible, even though they're unvaccinated. They do a three-day water fast, do pre and post live blood cell analysis, see what that looks like. I think that'd be pretty interesting. What if you did pre and post and you started on the supplements and you did a three-day water? Let's say you just do the supplements and a three-day water fast. Oh, I guarantee you their blood's probably going to come back amazing after three days. Especially if you're doing everything. Okay, so just something to think about. Uh, what can the COVID spike protein do? It creates blood clots, damages blood vessel walls, causes inflammation. It damages also the mitochondria, which is like the powerhouse of the energy cell of the body. It's what helps us generate energy, okay? Uh, causes decreased energy production, accumulation of reactive oxygen species. It also blocks damaged mitochondria from being cleared by the body. So it makes you more toxic. And here's a little chart if you want to see in the PDF that, I mean, it's... It shows you the whole thing from a biological standpoint, a little chart. Uh, also, spike protein fragments can produce amyloid proteins, which are like when you get brain placking and things of this nature. There's a whole study on that there. Then it also destroys the gut microbiome, which has a lot to do with your immune system function and, you know, super, super important there. Then it also causes severe immune system dysfunction, which can lead to autoimmune diseases and cancer. So again, this is a bioweapon that was released by design on purpose. You've got all these, you know, millions of people walking around with the COVID shots and then they're shedding the spike protein on everyone else and only God knows what else that they're shedding. They're probably doing stuff, obviously, chemtrailing, food, water. We're getting it from multiple different angles. There's graphene oxide also. There's nanotech. There's all kind of stuff. And... um this is why I'm doing this study so that we can be proactive because, man, Satan's devices are so vast and numerous. It's it's almost impossible to, to know them all, okay? But this is powerful, what we're talking about today, to combat that. Now, autophagy. Autophagy is the body's way of removing abnormal proteins, damaged cellular components, and damaged cells. Autophagy is stimulated by fasting, heat therapy, or sauna, ozone therapy, and hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Now, obviously, the most cost-effective way, though, is fasting, and probably the most powerful way. Autophagy is also stimulated by, they're saying coffee does it? And then resveratrol. The problem with coffee, again, is, is that 
if you're doing especially too much, you're going to burn out your adrenals eventually. And then if your adrenals are burned out, you're going to have a much harder time doing a lot of this other stuff we're talking about. Hey, if you do a three-day water fast alone just to get away from coffee for three days, it's you're giving your adrenals a break. You know, uh, Autophagy is also stimulated by coffee, resveratrol, another antioxidant, and turmeric, which is also really, really good, anti-inflammatory as well. Also very highly anti-carcinogenic. Fasting. There are two main categories of fasting. A prolonged fasting lasting at least 36 hours, which is what we've primarily been talking about today. And then intermittent fasting, shorter periods of fasting, 12 to 24 hours. There are several goals of a prolonged fast, meaning at least 36 hours. To remove as much spike protein from the body as possible via autophagy of the cells that express the spike protein. And again, if you did it with NAC, bromelain, natokinase, fulvic acid, maybe some EDTA cream, man, you're really going to go after that. And you're not just, you're obviously not just going after spike protein, you're detoxifying on a very, very deep, you're, you're flipping all those switches on that we just talked about in this previous videos. And you're getting all the benefits that we just talked about in the previous videos. Uh, removal of, um, so, Prolonged fasting also removes spike protein aggregates, amyloid proteins, prions, ooh, that's a big one, other abnormal or misfolded proteins that can cause disease. It also reboot, reboots the immune system, produces new immune cells, it improves gut microbiome, it improves mitochondrial health and function, it creates new mitochondria, again, the, the energy powerhouse of the cells, and then it stimulates stem cell production. And this is a little bit redundant, but yeah, stem cells are the, you know, the reparative mechanisms of the body. So, I mean, man, we are talking major, 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 major stuff here. Okay, so now we're going to totally switch gears and we're going to go into do the whole EBS thing on October 4th. I do apologize. I couldn't get the study up any sooner. Okay, so if you're hearing this after October 4th, I apologize. I will have it up before October 4th, Lord willing. But um, remember, this testing runs from October 4th to the 11th and this information is applicable from here on out no matter what okay so um the disturbing connection between october 4th ebs and the ccp this is another todd calendar interview okay so this is a little amount of text here that i'm going to read on september 29th a live stream symposium of attorneys physicians uh and other experts discuss the dangers of fema's october 4th emergency alert and other issues pertaining to 5G. Now, I am I give you a link to that. That's not what you're going to be hearing now, but it does relate to the subject. It said, quote, we will, be, we will present overwhelming evidence that signals from cell phone towers are not only capable of causing grievous bodily harm, but are also designed to do so. Said attorney Todd Callender, a symposium speaker. For example, these signals could create a viral hemorrhagic fever outbreak designed to force Americans into quarantine centers and into compulsory experimental vaccines. Now, I know we've talked about this, but I just want to kind of reiterate it again here, um, and I give you a link to that report. Now, my comment is, as Todd Callender says in this interview, we don't have to wonder if they would try to do something like this, what they're going to be talking about, as it has happened to us in the past, and they're bombarding us like this every day as it is okay and this is the stuff that they're going to try to most likely pull off with 5g and the 5g towers
October 4th, a lot of people are asking what's going to happen. And so for those of you who haven't heard, FEMA, in conjunction with the FCC, is doing a nationwide, it extends beyond America actually, broadcast of an emergency test basically. But this is the first of its kind that's going to be hitting every cell phone, every radio, every TV. And there is a video that has gone viral recently from a guy named Jason Shurka that's talking about how this test, quote unquote test on October 4th, is going to be used to implement the release of these pathogens uh, that are within the lipid nanoparticles um, that Todd Callender and I have talked about before on the show. Now, please remember also, regarding all of this information, and I've already alluded to this, if nothing happens on October, I mean, they are going to do this test. There's, there's no, there's no doubt they are going to do this. I mean, unless they postpone it and put it on the 11th. Regardless, this information is still just as applicable because they could try to pull this, the trigger on this, what they're talking about here, at any time between now and whenever. So I'm not date setting here. I'm not saying we're going to have a zombie apocalypse on, on October 4th or October 11th. But suffice it to say that they do have things in place in the tech and all the people that are COVID vaccinated with all the nanotech in them and the things of that nature, they could try to pull the trigger on this at some future date. And that this is basically, this is when it's going to happen. And so joining us today is attorney Todd Callender, someone that has been talking about this exact thing for a couple of years now. And so we're going to be talking about October 4th, the EBS. Uh, I want to get his specific take on it. What is he hearing? Does he have any inside sources? Should we be frightened about it? Or is this some sort of big scare that's not going to turn into anything? Like how many times have you seen this date? Like, oh, on on October 17th, this is going to happen. Or um, I feel like some of these dates have come and passed that, you know, to me, I'm, I want to be careful, but I'm also don't want to be someone that's uh, the boy who cried wolf and completely ignore it because this has kept happening. So uh, we're talking about that. We're also be talking about more details about the interaction with the vaccines, 5G, et cetera. So uh, I know I had him on recently, a lot of people had some really good questions. So we're going to be looking specifically at research papers, uh, even papers that are published you know, on the NIH website talking about how 5G ca can cause uh, and interact with coronavirus, which is kind of crazy. Um, but then we're also going to be looking at how the CCP ties into all this and their own, uh, you know, biological warfare. The CCP, Chinese Communist Party. Now, I'm not going to play enough of this to get into that, but it is discussed in this. And again, I'll give you the the link for the whole interview. Fans against America. So this is going to be a pretty dense uh, um, interview, and because we're also going to be talking about solutions at the very end, so it's going to be very fast paced. A lot of information, a lot of uh, details that we're going to be presenting. I'll be pulling up a lot of websites and P, you know, PDFs up on the screen. So I hope you're ready for this. And I'll tell you too, if you are moved, if you enjoy this, whatever your response is, if you feel like it, please share this with at least one person. So if you're watching, because as we talk about the very end of the interview uh, with Todd, one of the solutions is just making more people aware of this information. And so... If your friend's been saying, look, you're 
whack job crazy for thinking that 5G can do anything but send your cell phone a signal? Well, this interview, we're looking at the papers that are on NIH's website where they're talking about how 5G can in fact do that. So this is going to be a really useful um, interview in helping to share this information with your friends and family that think that you're maybe a little, you know, uh, running a little bit low on brain cells for thinking this stuff. So folks, enjoy this interview with attorney Todd Callender. Todd, it's great to have you back on. I, I, I think that, you know, look, I interview a lot of different people, but I, I find that I tend to get most excited for these discussions with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is that good or bad? I, yeah, I don't know, actually. <laughs> get the heart rate going. Some people don't want to know, Seth. That's true. That's true. So, well, there's there's a lot to, as always, for us to dig into. But in today's conversation, how I, I want to structure things is start by looking at this FEMA EBS signal, October fourth, you know, October eleventh backup. Uh, this video, viral video from Jason Shurka talking about it, what that means. But then I also want to go much more into detail in looking at a lot of the research on 5G, how it affects the, the human body at a cellular level, pathogens, how it ties into the Chinese Communist Party. So there's going to be a lot that we want to get into. And we're going to be showing a lot of documents today because, mm. you know, I asked folks uh, before our interview today if they had any questions. We had some really good ones, but some one of the common threads was, look, can we see some more details of the research surrounding this information? Because they know that you're an attorney and they know that you're not someone that would say something without having, you know, the, the, the documents. And that's why I enjoyed speaking to you. Is you're, you're not just saying, well, I heard from some military intel source that this is what's going to happen. You, you know, you really bring the receipts in these discussions. So the, how's that sound as the, the game plan for today? Well, it's, yeah, it's a good one. And it's my obligation. Um, and I do that in, in all cases. When I provide interviews before I give them, I tend to send the kind of documents that I'm talking about in advance. Don't believe me. Here's the evidence. In fact, I'm, I'm effectively putting on my case. So I'm really happy that you're going to share them because I'd like you. I've had a lot of people say, well, you know, prove it to me. Where are the documents? And I'm like, I've been providing these for years, um, and it bothers me that people um, don't take the time and look for themselves. They're simple search terms. If I can find it, anybody can find it. I'm a fossil, you know? <laughs> so let's start with FEMA and this EBS. So, uh, you know, so here, you know, from the horse's mouth, right? This is an article that was published yeah. August 3rd this year. It says, FEMA and FCC plan nationwide emergency tests for October 4th. Now, you know, nationwide tests like this are not nothing new. They, you know, they, they've done this. I mean, even in small towns, you hear like they're testing the sirens every week and whatnot. Um, so what they say here is they say that basically... I think that is new and different, though. Well, the, oh, I think uh, this one is different. Okay, so how is this... Cause I, Go ahead. Well, it looks like in the past because they've done tests nationwide. of... Okay. One at a time. I don't know that. In fact, I'm certain the reason they're doing this is because they are testing the entire system in every state, including Hawaii and Alaska, at the exact same moment on not just you know your cell phone, but on every device. It's multiple frequencies all at the same time anywhere. They're effectively making it inescapable. You cannot opt out of this test. That's what they're doing all at the same time. Well, it's just town by town. This is everybody. I see. So that's different. Yeah. So I guess all TVs, radios, and cell phones. So basically, 
any way of communicating. Okay, you're right. Cause like I know they've had certain, maybe you get a certain text message at one point or the TV stations have an emergency broadcast and all the TV, but you're right. I mean, this is basically every, every deal. way of them you know, to communicate. They're doing every it device all at once. And so, and it's and no it, opting out. <laughs> Sorry, Seth, but let me tell you this. Yeah, yeah. We've got whistleblowers, including a female one, who said, look, uh, they've already done this test in other countries. I was there. You can't opt out. You turn your device off. It doesn't matter. It's still going to go off. Incredible. Some people had them in Faraday cages, um, and they still went off. What does that mean? Well, a Faraday cage blocks out microwave signals, but it doesn't block out all the signals. So what that means is that this is a very broad spectrum of signals that is being sent, and it makes sense. If you've got a 2G phone, you've got a 5G phone, those are different frequencies. Two generation to fifth generation are different frequencies with different lengths. And if they're able to reach your TV, your AM, your FM radio, your cell phone, your iPad, that is a broad range of frequencies all at the same time. So that's the concerning part. What do these frequencies do and why are they doing this all at one time everywhere? And yet there's more. We're only going to hear a few seconds of it. They're going to continue the test for a couple of hours. What that means is these frequencies are going to happen. We're not even going to know it's going to happen if they wouldn't have told us. Why? Good point. Good point. So I've got so many questions, but I want, I'm going to play the video to help kind of frame that. There's this, a video that was uh, Jason Shirka put out, uh, which then Greg Reese featured in his recent Reese report. Um, so we'll play this really quickly. It's about a, a little over a minute. But this is where I, I think that a lot of the discussion around this has stemmed. So let me go and just hit play on this. I was asked to share the following message with the world. Remember, I'm only... No, the I'm not coming into alignment with this Jason Shurka guy. I heard he's a new ager, probably a Q pusher type deal. So I'm not... Okay. It does align with what Todd Callender's been saying. I've had people email me about this, so I, I want to, you know, at least let this play, you know, so it's addressed. What you choose to do with this information is up to you and your own free will. On October 4th at 2.22 p.m. Eastern Time, the emergency broadcast system will be activated across the entire United States under the leadership of FEMA, disguised as a test. However, this test will be used to send a specific high-frequency signal through devices like smartphones, radios, and TVs with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings around the world through the obvious mediums. Everyone will be affected regardless of your status. The plan is to also do this in Israel at the same exact time. There are certain organizations that are doing their best to stop this in both Israel and the United States. Hopefully, they will be able to stop this. And stopping this in Israel looks promising, but stopping this in the United States is still up in the air. This will also include Puerto Rico, Hawaii, and Alaska. If the October 4th date does not occur for any reason, the backup plan will be to do it on October 11th at the same time. In the case that this is not able to be stopped, I ask you all to shut off your phones and all other relevant devices at 2 p.m. Eastern time for a period of two hours to be safe. This type of wavelength can affect us physically, mentally. So to shut off your phones at 2 p.m. Eastern time, Eastern time for at least two hours. That's what they're rec now. I'm, again, that's what they're pretty much everybody's recommending on this. Now, 
I would think not just shutting off your phone, but shutting off your phone and putting it in some type of EMP proof case. If you don't have one of those, wrap it in um, <clears throat> Mylar a few times, like a Mylar survival blanket. That is pretty potent. Um, or wrapping it in aluminum foil. You can also do that. You'd want to wrap it pretty tight. Uh, now, you do as the Lord leads you. I'm just telling you, erring on the side of safety. You know, you could do these things. And emotionally. I urge you all to protect yourself, and I ask you all to share this video far and wide. Thank you very much. So, I guess the, the first question I have for you in this is, because there's, there's two ways that we can kind of get to the end on this. One is we can draw the conclusions about what could happen based upon all the research and information that you have, what that, what that signal could do. But from the perspective that he's presenting, it's he's now again, he's saying, I'm just a messenger. This is some information I got that this is what's going to happen is these signals will activate um, the mechanisms that you've been talking about. So have you heard anywhere? Do you have any information as to where that perspective might come from? Where have, do you have any sources telling you that, that this is going to be the time when they activate this? Or is that is that kind of more speculative that they might do this during that time? Um, no, I don't have any more information as to that time or date that, um, that is disclosed by FEMA themselves. Uh, what I can tell you is that I, you know, I do have, um, a, some documentation that results from FEMA whistleblowers amongst others in the government that talk about when exercises will be happening. And there are sea burn exercises happening at this very point in time. And, from our experience, a lot of times when, for instance, they roll out a, an actual attack, a false flag attack, it's either on or about the time they're doing exercises. Look at Event 201. You know, very shortly thereafter, rolls out the COVID exercises. Mike Pompeo called it. We're in the middle of a live exercise. So I don't have any specifics in terms of date other than the fact that they're actually announcing this. What else are they announcing? That this is nationwide. It's all at the same time. They're going to be testing it for a while and that we only get to hear a few seconds. So there is some level of speculation that, that has to occur here. However, um, there are questions as to why somebody would do this in the first place. Nobody's answering that question. Nobody's offering to answer that question. Why does it have to be such a broad range of frequencies? So what we do know is the science that we've already dug up, and I've been talking about it now for a couple of years. The, the interviews people have seen are more than a year old, ones I gave. Um, because it, it's very clear the 18 gigahertz signal in particular has a certain effect, and some of the other signals have an effect. Dr. Vliet has been talking about this for a long time. Now, I have a longtime listener that emailed me about this, and he's he works in the communication industry, and he said that if we get pulse with this 18 gigahertz one-minute thing that he had talked about in the previous videos that would activate these things that could potentially activate the nanotech in people, that the 18 gigahertz signals would be coming from the satellites and not the 5G towers. Okay, he said, which is actually kind of worse because the satellites more can more blanket the Earth because of the geodesic patterns that they operate in, whereas 5G towers are kind of limited to wherever they're at. Okay, whereas satellites, you know, obviously are all up in the sky. So just wanted to throw that in. But um, there you go. EMF radiation at different frequencies will do things to your body irrespective of any lipid nanoparticles inside of you. 
Um, I'll give you an example. There's testimony in front of the Michigan State's uh, Congress from a doctor whose job is to test diabetes drugs. How do they test them? They give the laboratory animals diabetes by exposing them to 5G radiation. Mm. It causes those kinds of changes. Okay, now, they're giving laboratory animals diabetes by just exposing them to 5G. So you can imagine if you had a human and you were exposing them to 5G constantly, which is being done to most of us, and then... They're eating high fructose corn syrup, which is creating havoc on the body, on the liver, on the pancreas, on insulin levels. You're eating GMO corn. Well, that's where high fructose corn syrup is derived from. They're doing all these other things. They're drinking soft drinks and, um, you know, doing all these other things to create diabetes beyond that. Well, again, that will create obesity as well. So... Like I said, it's much harder to be healthy now than it was like when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s. It's much harder not to get fat because of these factors that weren't at play like when I was growing up. And this is why you see so many more people and it takes a lot more effort to try to just maintain a healthy weight nowadays as opposed to then just wanted to kind of throw that in and cell function as i understand it from notable scientists it's it does something called breaking up the hydrophilic bonds and, um, that holds the water in the cells amongst other things so the science is there um it's and they're well. showing all the the clinical studies in the background of things that he's talking about they're showing it in the background established it's well published uh it's not new the fifth generation warfare documents that we've been looking at for the last couple of years all talk about use of it. The Defense Intelligence Agency in 1976 took what the Russians had been working on in terms of electronic warfare and adapted it to their own. So our government's been working on these kinds of weapons for a very long time. And now all of a sudden, now the blue, you got FEMA saying, well, we're going to test everything nationwide, but don't give an answer as to why. You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand the propensity for danger. It's something that these signals could cause problems. And that's all we're saying. But this guy, I don't know him, is saying it will cause problems. And he may very well be right. So this um, My concern is that he is. Okay, so that goes to the 75-minute mark. Again, I will just play that much so we have kind of a taste for what's going on there. Uh, now, let's go a little bit further. And I've played this before. This is a listener sent me this, these couple videos here to like what Todd Callender's talking about. There's precedent for this. Okay. Uh, this is from my listener. I've played, I know this one before and the second one I haven't, but it's Dr. Pierre Gilbert in the year 1995. Okay talks about a forced vaccine that will turn people into zombies via frequencies so this is more what he talked about last week with the pulsing of the 18 gigahertz waves for one minute cycles and activating the nanotech essentially in i would think primarily the vaccinated now i'm going to play this but he's speaking in french and i'm just going to read it for you but it's only like a minute okay so let me pause that so he's i'm gonna i'm gonna make no because obviously I don't I mean I speak French semi-fluently but probably not good enough to really do proper teasing little humor there anyway so he says in the biological destruction 
and again, I think there's some things lost in the translation here, but in the biological destruction, there are organized tempests. A tempest is like a storm. Tempest was actually actually my favorite video game from the 80s when I was a when I was in the skating rink days. Anyway, uh, organized tempests on the magnetic fields. And then he goes further and he says, what will follow is the contamination of the bloodstreams of mankind. Creating intentional infections. This will be enforced via laws that will make vaccination mandatory. And these vaccines will make it possible to control people. The vaccines will have liquid crystals that will become hosted in the brain cells. What, like the kind of like the graphene oxide potential things that has a high affinity for brain tissue? I'm just throwing that in, that part in there. And all the nanotech that they're putting in these shots that we've talked about over and over. Which will become micro receivers of electronic fields. Well, yeah, again, the nanotech. Why, why is it that when the, the COVID vaxxed or injected, they start coming up on people's Bluetooth phones. If they have the right things, I've given you the steps on how to download that online. You can do it on a smart. Now, granted, I don't advise having a smartphone, but um, you can download if you have Apple or Android. There's different programs you can download. And I went over this in my studies where you can find these Bluetooth signals. They will, they will show up as 12-digit alphanumeric codes, meaning part letter, part number, on your phone out of nowhere and it will not tell you the source of what it is like it's not going to say oh this is a wi-fi or it'll just start showing up on your phone you go into public places they'll start showing up on your phone it's because you're picking up the covid vaxxed on your phone so this thing is already in place with millions and millions of people what this doctor is describing back in 1995 so it says these will become micro receivers of electro electromagnetic fields where waves of very, very low frequencies will be sent. And though these low frequency waves, people people will be unable to think. You'll be turned into a zombie. Don't think of this as a hypothesis. This has already been done. Think of Rwanda. Okay, so you're like, what's Rwanda? Okay, well, let's go to that part. What, what are you talking about with Rwanda? Okay, let's play this. Precise control brainwaves, Operation Operation Crimson Mist, Rwandan Genocide. Okay, so I'm going to play this very short video clip. Now, this video goes to about the 19-minute mark. I'm only going to play the first part where Deborah Tavares is talking about this. And then the guy goes into a full detailed breakdown of what the Rwanda genocide this operation crimson mist was really about she's going to get a little bit little bit into it i don't have time to play the whole thing but you'll get the gist of it on the effects of the genocide and how the media participated in inflaming uh, all of that by standing down and what then uh, sir they're showing pictures of this Rwandan genocide like archive pictures of when this happened and i mean it's horrific stuff was this Operation Crimson Mist, where uh, groups on the ground were in... I mean, there are just hundreds of people stacked up like cordwood, all dead, that they're showing archive footage of. ...the Hutu and the Tutsi tribes, and, um, and rightfully so, there were dif differences between the two tribes. There was a meeting 
that was organized where the two leaders of the tribes met and uh, the CIA blew uh, the leadership up on that on one day so that inflamed tension between the tribes um, of course this was all a covert operation and what they had ready on the tarmac near the um, Hutu tribe were C-130 Hercules planes armed with microwaves that they beamed, they beamed these microwaves over the Hutus and inflamed their anger, exacerbated an anger that was already there. So they thought this... Ang- and these people probably didn't have any kind of, you know, nanotechnology in them or anything like that. They still had the technology to do it independently of that. So can you imagine if you've already got built-in nanotechnology and graphene oxide and things of this nature already built in and now we've got little smart device devices in the form of 5g cell phones which are weaponized and when that's turned on i I told you that that they're exchanging like that you're getting updates as a covid vax person you're getting updates from your 5g smartphone from the nanotech inside your body that's building and building i don't know how long it builds or whatever that's above my pay grade but you're getting updates if from 5G towers, 5G base stations, and maybe other things, maybe smart meters, I don't know. But none of that dynamic was even going on back in the, in the Rwandan genocide, Crimson Mist thing. So what they've got now is much more powerful than what they had then. It was their own, and they became raging murderers. It was artificial, Deborah. Now, for the skeptics and... Going out on commercial radio here, we always have skeptics listening. That isn't a bad thing. Remind our listeners how we know that this technology was used in the mid-1990s in Rwanda. How do we know this? Well, uh, we have the documents. We have Operation um, Crimson Mist, and you can look up those documents. Okay, and that's what they did in the next part of the video, Operation Crimson Mist, Electronic Slaughter Rwanda. Again, I don't have time to play all that, but if you want to know the full thing on that, listen to the rest of this video, okay? But I'm here again to give you the cliff note, cherry-picked overview of what they have had the capability to do, and we know that, obviously, they're much further down the line in their plans. So, then we have this, another listener's... I've mentioned this before, another another listener sent me this, um, Mysterious Cell Phone... Signal causes mind control, apocalyptic chaos in the movie Cell, like a cell phone, C-E-L-L, okay, based on the Stephen King novel. And it had some major A-listers from Hollywood, Cusack and Samuel Adams, I think, or Samuel, I don't know, I forget. Anyway, um, Clay Riddle is a disillusioned artist who, while at the Boston International Airport, tries to board a flight. His phone battery dies. So he calls his former wife Sharon using a payphone. And see that in the in the show, that's his saving grace, is that his cell phone dies. Okay. Um, if it hadn't of, he would have been turned into the zombie-like horde that everyone else got turned into. Okay, so again, predictive programming. Hollywood figures if they do enough of this stuff to us, then we're forewarned. Therefore, from a Luciferian standpoint, from a Kabbalistic standpoint, the game is square you're cool you've been forewarned that's how they look at things so his phone dies so he calls his former wife sharon using a payphone 
okay, while at the same time an electronic signal, later dubbed the pulse, is then broadcast across mobile tower networks worldwide, turning cell phone users into rabid killers, basically like a zombie horde. Okay, so let's go ahead and just play, I'm only going to play like a minute 13 of this uh, trailer here. Okay, here, here goes the trailer. So it shows all these cell towers. That's the first scene in the movie. And then you hear, you hear like the um, bones ringing and things of this nature. So a pulse is sent out over the cell phone tower network and maybe satellites as well. And then it, and then it says there are 6 billion cell phones in the world. Hey, so it shows John Cusack talking to his kid on his cell phone in this Boston International Airport. Are you coming home? Yeah, 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 soon. Okay. What if they controlled us? And then his cell phone goes dead at like right before this pulse kicks in. And then it shows all these people like holding their head and, and like they're in a lot of pain. And, and he's like looking around like, what's going on? And people are just freaking out. And they're throwing up. They're freaking out. They're going into convulsions. Based on a Stephen King novel. From the brother of the director of The Third Cousin's Milkmaid, twice removed. Robocop, the trilogy. Sorry, I, I added that last part in. So everybody's freaking out. Planes are crashing. People are going. Down. It's terrorists, right? It's got to be terrorists. So he's saying, don't use your cell phone to people. They, people are saying, oh, it's got to be terrorists. But why would people be going crazy and acting like zombies, essentially? Survive. People are going to die. You okay? They act for the good of the group as a whole. Where everyone is connected. The, all these people have the cell phones, and this is what's causing them to do this. Now, again... Think of how much more doable this would be in today's day and age where they've actually got the nanotech in them in addition to the cell phone, okay? Via the COVID kill shot, essentially, and primarily, and I mean the ones that got it. They may be the next stage of human evolution. <laughs> the next stage of human evolution. Like human evolution ever existed. But yeah, I mean, th this would be transhumanism uh, in, in, a, in a really, really gigantic, huge way that they would love to implement, obviously. What's happening now is more than temporary anarchy. It's a start of a war. So, again, the, the, who knows what they could actually use to use this type of dynamic for. Okay, so I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm not going to try to start this next part. Uh... It's too long of an audio, so I'm going to go ahead and end part two here, and we will go to part three next, and God bless you.